Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Cow Corner Extra Show. With me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Ian Slat Slater, Ian Alderson... And Ollie Griffiths for your latest dose of all things lower league Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast, the Extra Show, episode nine, take two. <laughs> and after our ill-fated episode, which was, you know, we we had an absolutely fantastic time, and we brought back the gang plus one more, our usual team. So we've got Ian Slat Slater, Ollie Griffiths, and coming back, having sabotaged the last one, so the rumours are, Ian Alderson. Welcome back, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, James. Uh, I wasn't really ever away officially because obviously you didn't um, broadcast it. So, uh, but it is very nice to be back. <laughs> yeah we well ollie we had uh well we recorded the last one in the album had some fantastic food and drink and uh obviously got sidetracked and forgot that the microphones weren't recording which is all on me um but it, it was a great night and we definitely got to try and do that again yeah yeah definitely it was a really good night they looked after us well they fed us and uh um and, uh, plenty of drinks were flowing um not not quite as many as some sometimes on your uh, main podcast but <laughs> <laughs> i think you'd had a long day as well hadn't you james that day so yes. um we'll we'll forget we'll forgive you for making a slight <laughs> error well you you remember to you remember to turn your own microphone on but you forgot to turn ours on <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best and um a, a podcast where you can only hear me is probably the worst kind and and i think all of the listeners would agree to that one but um Yes, just uh, like the last episode, we do have ourselves a special guest, Slats. Oh, yeah, he's the uh, least offensive Aussie we know, or the most inoffensive Aussie we know, and getting all coy on there beforehand about coming back on, but it is 
the one and only Graham Hughes from Condover Cricket Club. Welcome, Thank Graham. Thank you very much, Cats. Thank you very much. I, I feel like that French bloke, Dave Javu. You know, it's we've done this before. I feel <laughs> test run, and at least this time everyone's got an idea of what they need to do. Hopefully, it's just a bit of a bit of bit of a practice run. So this one will be twice as good. And we have the knowledge of Ian Alderson with us this evening, which means it's going to be double good and hopefully double those book sales going into this season. How are the book sales looking, Ian? Actually, it's just been a bit slow yet over the pre over the close season, but I'm sure uh, you know they'll swing right back in. Um, I may do an audio book. <laughs> that sounds that sounds great. So, just a reminder to everyone: if you haven't, uh, if you don't already know, we're no longer on SoundCloud, but you can find us on Acast. You can also find us on Amazon Music. Now you can connect with the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by going at Cow Corner Podcast or at Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and hashtag Cow Corner. And for this show, you want to hashtag extra show. Right. So it is the big one. We are doing the pre-season preview. And with the league restructure, we've got an extra league to go through, guys. So I think we best get started and uh, we'll get ourselves started with Division 5. So we start with Division 5. Five and in Division Five this season, your two relegated sides from Division Four are Calverhall and Kai Glass. The sides who are still in Division Five from last season are Wellington Fourth Eleven, Much Wenlock First Eleven, Iscoyden Fens Bank First Eleven, the Hipsters' Choice Clanid Lois, Newtown Second Eleven, Church Stretton First Eleven. St. George's third 11 and your two promoted sides from Division 6 are Beaumere Heath second 11 and Beacon second 11 with the new Saturday side Priors Lee joining in Division 5. Now guys in the last episode we had um, well Ian bought a nice pink cricket ball uh one which was going to be used in i think it was was it in the hundred competitions so that we could all take our turns and um make sure that certain people don't hog the limelight and don't take too much of a turn so we can share it around so um i'm going to pass cricket ball over to ollie and uh you can start us with this one obviously um for myself at calver hall this is a new, a new division however a good number of the teams have been in similar in divisions with uh with, with us in the, in previous years so there's only a there's a couple of obviously new teams in Priorsley who are completely new but I think there'll be a few faces that we that we recognize um there from Harpers um Beacon and Bowmere Heath um are both new teams to us uh, in this division obviously having done really well in division six last year and, and come up um, and it'll be interesting to see how well they go because they had a really good season in Division 6 last year and were basically were the two teams to beat. Um, um, Fensbank, I think, are going to be very strong in this division for me. Um, they had a very good um, season last year and um, heard good reports about them. Wellington in that division as well. You know, Wellington, are, they're a fourth team. Um, so, you know, one week they can be, I'd imagine they can be really strong. Uh, other weeks they could be um, have players stolen from them from the three teams above. So it all depends week to week. So it'd be interesting to see. It'd be nice to go out to Newtown. I've never played cricket at Newtown Cricket Club. 
It's another one to tick off the list for me. And they, I think they had a, a decent season last year. As well as the long trip out to Lanidlois. Um That's the uh, last game of the season for us. So it'll be a nice, hopefully a nice way to finish the season and hopefully stop in Shrewsbury on the way back. <laughs> yeah, get a minibus and, and stop in Shrewsbury on the way back for a few uh, drinks. Um, you know, and fair play to those guys. They have to, it's, we, we moan about doing it once a year. Those guys have to do it every other week. Um, so fair play to them and you know can't be easy having to set off uh, just after breakfast every every other Saturday to go and play cricket and to get those guys to turn out week in week out it's a it's a big job we you know we all we all know how difficult it is to to put sides out and to get players to commit and uh, that buzzword availability um, is usually pretty poor when you've got those long trips but for those guys they they do a they do a great job um, so, you know, so and, looking and they're a great at, bunch of guys as well. Yeah, going on about what you were saying about you've played quite a few of these sides. There's been varied success from sides who have come down from Division Four into Division Five. Now, looking at Kai Glass being a side that have you know teetered on the edge for many a season. How do you think that they'll do this season in Division Five? Do you think that they've they'll be quite strong, or do you think that they might find themselves in the middle of the pack? What What are your thoughts? Um, see, it's like for me, Kai Glass have always been one of those teams that whenever we've played them, they've performed really, really well. Um, and they have the um Sri Lankan chap, I, I can never say his name, so I do apologize. Um, he Rich. usually turns, yeah, um, he, he usually, tur- usually turns up and has a, has a day out against us. And um, I think over the last few years, they've won more of our. Um, fixtures than than we have. Um, usually they win there, we win here. Um, but there's been a couple of years where they've won both, or at least come out on the on the sort of better side of those. So I think I think it'll probably do them good to have gone down a division like like it will like it will for us. Um, it was it was a tough pill to swallow because we finished third bottom and and like all third place third bottom teams. Um, um, had it got relegated, it, it's quite it's quite rough to take. But you know, it there was wasn't really much choice for the league to to make on that one. There was too many teams in the top division, and that had to filter down. And I think it was only right that the top two teams in each division still got promoted because they've they've had good seasons and and they deserve to go up. Um, so it is for me, it is always difficult for a side that's finished at the bottom to automatically go and have a great season next year because winning is a habit and sometimes it losing can become all too easy as well so uh, hopefully we will uh, we will we will turn that that corner and have a great season but you know it remains to be seen how well we do and so guys who played against Bowmere and Beacon last season what can sides in division 5 expect do you want to take this in or shall uh, I go first no, no, I can, uh, I can go. I mean, Beacon and Bomir, as Ollie said, were superb um, throughout the season last year, really, and they they had very good performances within the team. Um, you know, they got a lot of runs, um, mostly against Cordale, but you know, they 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 did perform throughout the season and were I don't know what the final points tally was. They both got over four hundred, but they were both streets ahead of of um, the third team in the division at the end of the year. I think they're both going to do quite well in in um, in Division Five. 
um, as well because you know they're Beacon and Bomi are, are good clubs, are good strong clubs, um, and I think I think they'll both do very well. As far as I was aware, I thought uh, Rushi had actually left Kai Glass and gone to play for Oswestry for this season, which would be a big loss for them. I think Kai Glass are going to struggle in that division this year, if that's right. Um, Calverall, I think, I know Ollie's playing them down there, but I think, you know, they've, they've been in Division 4 a long time. I think they'll be quite strong in, in Division 5, and I would expect them to be up up, up and about there. Um and Lanid Lois again. Um, I think they're going to be up and about there as well. They're they're a very good side. Uh, so I think it's going to be a, a a good division. But all eyes are going to be on Priorsley, aren't they, in that division? Just to see, you know, they've been put straight into Division Five. So um, I think that'll be the uh, the most interesting thing in that division. See where uh, how Priorsley do, especially in the first few weeks. Mm, Slats, as someone who's played against some of these sides in Division 5 and also uh, the, the sides who have been recently promoted, and so also someone who's been on the committee, um, so should have a good idea about Priors Lee. What are your thoughts on Division 5 this season? As the guys have said, it's going to be a tough division. I think Bowman Heath will be very strong. Having played them last year, they're a good, strong side. They recruited well for their first, and that's filtered down their seconds. Um, I think Ian's right. I think Kai Glass, I think, could possibly struggle, especially if Rushi has gone to Oswestry, as, as, as he suggested, which uh, would be a bit of a massive loss for them. Um, obviously, the hipster's choice, in, in, in my view, will be up there in that top three or four. Um, the Lanny boys, I think they they, they, they work hard and they're travelling, and I think they're inside. I think... Uh, don't un- underestimate much Wenlock. I think they, they they were there and thereabouts last year, and I think they will be up in that top five as well. Um, Church Stratton depends how how much of a, a turnout they have from the uh, abattoir boys. Um, and strengthening their, their side quite significantly, I think, has, has worked really well with some wise heads in there, like Keith uh, Yap, um, friend of the podcast. Um and Briars Lee, I think, look, people have been saying, oh, well, they've got to win the league and everything else. I think if they finish top half in that division, they will have had a good season and a good first outing into the Shropshire League. Um, you know, I think, I, in my view, I think they'll be top five. But, um, and again, you've got Fens Bank, although it's an ageing side, I think it's still very strong. So, kind of everybody in the top five. I've given my top five or written it down. I know you want to do that right now, James, or uh, look at it a bit later. Um, oh, go for but, it. Yeah. It's what, for me, top five, in no particular order, will be um, Much Wenlock, Lanny, Priorsley, Fensbank, or Iscoid and Fensbank, and Boma Heath Seconds. How they're going to shape up, we'll know later in the season. But I think uh, that will be my top five. Um, there's no detriment to other sides in there because I think it's going to be a damn tight division this year it really is there's going to be fag papers between sides this year yeah I think I think it's going to be tough I think again we say it every year Cal Corner Bingo it's all about availability and who you can get <laughs> out and who you can get out on a Saturday I mean I would I would like to, I think Prize Lee they're going to be in the top 2 I think they've been put into division 5 I think the league would 
probably put them a league below where they think they should be. So I think, you know, you've got to be looking at them to be going up. I think then, yeah, I think Beacon 2s may be up there because I think one of the two sides who've got promoted are going to have a going to end up having a good stab at it. Um, Wellington 4s is hard because you never know how the players, you know, how, how they'll develop and whether they've, they'll, if they've had a good season in the 4s last season, they'll be looking to hopefully play 3s, 2s, 1s. Um, not necessarily ones, but you know what I mean. And but then also, if the other sides are oversubscribed, then that makes them strong. So it's always hard to know with them. Wenlock, I think you know Wenlock and Iskoid and Lanny. I think they would they would naturally if 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 you're asking me to pick three teams, if they if you know if they had full availability every week, I'd have Iskoid and Lanny as probably my top two. At, you know pushing and then probably Calvall Priorsley and then another. Um, but again, I think it could be a coin toss this league really. And again, after just like everything, really after the first five or six games, we'll have an idea of who, uh, who's where, but that's not what people listen for. Is it? They want us to uh, stick our necks on the line. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'll go with this squad, Lanny, uh, Wenlock, Priorsley and Beacon in no particular order and uh yeah get those splinters out your ass mate <laughs> <laughs> but yeah to be honest i think i think anyone could go up there you know you newtown could have a good year st george's threes depending on what their availability is like could have a good year it could it generally could be anyone i've just picked five they get their strongest side out they should they should be up there <laughs> Priorsley, obviously, I'm guessing, but an educated guess. Ollie, your predicted top five for next season? Well, for this season coming? Probably not too different to you. I think Fens Bank will definitely be up there with Priorsley. Um they had a they had a very good season last year and coming off the back of a good season, it's always it's always easy to have it's always easier to to everyone's keen, everyone's enjoyed their cricket last year. So I think those two will be up there. Um I think it's. I honestly think it's going to be difficult for both Kai Glass and and ourselves. So, um, I, I certainly wouldn't automatically put us in the top five. So I'd probably also go with Beacon, Wellington, and maybe maybe Bowmuck to go straight through, um, or Much Wenlock. I think you know they could have they could have a good season. Um, so those I'm not gonna I'm not gonna other than the top two being Prizley and Fensbank, the, the other three could be in any order really. Okay, great when stuff. Wenlock haven't, haven't lost any players. They thought they were going to lose a couple. Dan Sills, for example, who gets a lot of runners for him. They thought he was up to duty. He's not got any stain for this season. So That's massive for them then. That, yeah, that definitely changes perspectives with much Wenlock. And I think, yeah, you've got to look at them being one of the one of the top sides. Okay, right on that bombshell, we'll move ourselves on to the next division. And Division 7. Okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 7. Everyone's favourite division and the division to be in. Am I right, Ian? Indeed, you are right, James. It's, uh, it is going to be the division of the season. No <laughs> doubt about that. Um, we've got a, we're, we're starting later than everybody else, so we've got a couple of extra weeks to uh, knock the rust off. But uh, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a good division. It's yes. Going to be a good division. Yes. Well, we, we say start later than everyone else, but the way the weather's going, it 
we may not be starting until May as it goes. Anyway, in Division 7, starting off, a side who uh, one of the double relegated sides, Alberbury second 11. Then the two, well, three sides who were relegated, only one division. We've got Corvedale, Cotonhall, and Quat third 11. And then you've got your six teams who are staying in Division 7 this season, who are Ponsbury 2nd 11, Forton 2nd 11, Lillishaw 3rd 11, or Brighton 2nd 11, and Condover 2nd 11. And finally, Ellesmere 2nd 11. So, first of all, Graham, your thoughts on Division 7 this season? Obviously, you've played against some of these sides, so you've got a better idea of what, what to expect and who we should be looking out for. If, you know, on paper, it's actually incredible. Although it says Division 7, it's going to be an incredibly tough division um, with the likes of, of uh, Corvedale and, and uh, Albury coming down, um, a, a division or two. Uh, and some of the, the traditional teams in there, um, I think it's, you know, there are no gimmies in, in this uh, in this division whatsoever. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, some good players, there's good young players coming through. Um, and this is where they bleed them in. Um, so I think probably the, the team to beat this year will be quad thirds. Um, I do know, uh, I believe that a, a fella by the name of Matt Jones has left from all, uh, all Brighton um, and gone to quad. Now, whether he'll play in the thirds, I don't know. But he's, his daughter, Ella, who's a fantastic bowler, um, would more than likely have gone as well. So I would I would think he's probably playing the thirds to start with. Um, and he's a destructive batsman and a good bowler as well. Um, Lillishaw always, you know, they've got two fantastic players in circle, Fernando um, and Ginger Nitter. Uh, Ginger, you just can't play him. He just puts it on the spot the whole time. Um, Ellesmere are hard to beat, but... This is a division where one week you'll go out and you'll just annihilate a team. And then because, as you see, that's all seconds teams. Um, and then the next week you, you're playing with nine, playing with eight. So um, I think it's going to be tough. And and I think it's going to be between eight. You know, the only team I've written down as a position is quite at, at first. And then I've got uh, Alberbury, Albrighton, um, Corvedale and ourselves at Condover um, to, to probably make up the top five. But, you know, you can, you can throw that up and, and any of those teams could be in there. That's going to be interesting. Ian? Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with Graham. I think it's going to be very interesting. Um, I do think Alberbury are going to be very strong now. Um, I think they've got a point to prove double relegation. You know, they're not used to being down here in Division 7 and I think they're going to want to bounce um, back, you know, get their feet back on the ladder and get up to Division 6. Quat, uh, I think, are a fantastic club. Um, I love going and playing there. Uh, I think they're going to be very strong as well. Um, you know, they, uh, they've they got the set-up there. They, they'll be they'll be straight back up. Coton Hall... I, I don't quite know how they came down, to be honest with you. I know we finished above them last year, but they they could beat anybody in, in Division 6 on their day last season. Um, they've got some huge hitters. 
Uh, they got some good bowlers, and uh, you know, Quat and Coton, I can't believe are, are in Division Seven, and I I think that they are both uh, got a very good chance of of being up in the mix. Um, Ponsbury uh, are only going to have a very young side, as as far as I'm aware. They've lost the Bellamores, um, which is a, a big blow for them. Um, they're worried about the first availability, which will knock onto their the second team. Um, they have got a couple of good uh, names to watch out for, though Tom Edwards and, and Charlie Lakelin. They think they're, they're, they'll be good in Division 7 this year, so they're open to start to rebuild a side. But Pontsby 2 will be a young team, so I, I don't think they're going to be up uh, the top of the division. But um, my my five for the, the top five are Albury 2s, Quad 3s, Corvedale, Condover and Coton Hall are my top five. Yeah, I think it's going to be as you as you've all said, it's it's going to be an interesting division. I think you you know, Quad Threes, Curtain Hall, they always seem to, well, whenever they're in and around Division Seven, they always seem to do well. And everything I've ever heard has always been positive. Albury Twos, from an Albury perspective, I'd love to say you know that we should do that. We we go up. I mean, if I. If I could say that we'd have our strongest side out, you know, we should have been competing in Division 5, but we didn't. And because of that, we're f- well, we find ourselves in Division 7 through no fault of our own. But, um, you know, it's if if we get the side that we had out last season, then, yeah, fair enough. You know, we may, you know, we may struggle even in Division 7 or we may find ourselves in a similar position to Ponsbury. Uh, where we're fielding a very young side. James Harrop was supposed to be captain this year. He, he still is. He's still organising it. But he's uh, he got into a he was in a car crash uh, in December. Luckily, walked out alive. But he's got really bad uh, injuries through well whiplash through that. So he's so he's out for I don't know when. But when he does come back. He, he's a destructive player and he, you know, he bats, bowls in the field, sets a good standard. His vice-captain, Joss Elliott, who, you know, was still doing it for the ones last year. Um, he's a wily character and both of them are popular clubmen. So will no, no doubt reinvigorate availability and get people keen to, keen to play and get involved with the social. And as you mentioned, we've got a, a raft of young players who are coming through. So, you know, Hopefully, if they've grown an extra foot, a lot of them have been taking coaching in the off-season, which has been very much encouraged by our coaches, which has been great. Um, so hopefully, you know, a year's extra experience. And a lot of them, you know, it was their, a lot of them, it was their first games of league cricket last season. So, you know, they're coming into a second season with that under their belt. They've got an idea of what they're expecting. And, you know, you, you, they're probably not going to have, you know, turning up, turning up against site really... You know, well, I don't want to do people a disservice, but you know, you're not you're not turning up against Shrewsbury's third eleven or Whitchurch's second eleven, and you've got lads who are playing their first game of cricket playing against players who have played in you know Shropshire League Prems and Birmingham leagues and all sorts of stuff like that. So, you know, it might it might help them along there, and you never know, winning's contagious, and you know. It, there's nothing better for availability than winning cricket games so you you never know but again it's it's one of those and it's and it's on the wall and uh, I just for me one of the biggest worries that I have in Shropshire cricket at the moment is 
the amount that village 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 side well when i say village sides you know you could say any of the clubs in shropshire are village but there are certain sides that are really struggling i know financially you know keeping everything together and also competing against various other things it's a bit of a struggle at the moment um how how are your clubs all finding it yeah it's tough you know we like, like i've already said you know as a village club you haven't got the the pull or the you know the, the local population to pull in all in lots of players that, that that can come and play cricket every saturday um the ones you do have are farmers or uh, have got jobs that that mean they have to work weekends and it, it becomes very difficult yeah. to get a team out week in week out you know we used to have two sides um and now we're down to just the just the one and and struggling to get one team out every week um you know it's looking looking like a very difficult tough season ahead um which is you know soul destroying really from a from a point of view as as someone who's put in hours and hours and hours and time effort money um into 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 my you know my local little club and there's people like me up and down the country um that have that have done exactly that you know as as we've discussed before there are a very small um there are a very small number of people that do a lot of work for for these cricket clubs you know that that, that that's the same for the big clubs but um there are again there are a, a few people that do a lot of stuff for for the big clubs um but there's gents that tends to be a few more people around those that can um mm. that support them you know the difficulties for us this this year i mean i've had it's been an absolutely diabolical run into the season for us uh we've had roller breakdown twice um our mower is currently out of action um our outfield mower is currently out of action and just trying to to find the money and um and in, in a lot of cases just find the right machine to to replace that with is very difficult um I'm actually driving yeah. to East Yorkshire tomorrow to have a look at a roller. That's how far you've got to go to get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and you, you know, we, you're yeah. looking at we're in a similar situation and... as well, and it's 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 tough, isn't it? And I think it's it's a worry. But I mean, with these things, obviously, with the availability and stuff, I've I found that you know a lack of you know getting that community spirit that was kind of lost through a bit of COVID. You know, people, you know everything was done with separation and that separations kind of continued for a few people and you know the options to go and do other things and you know lack of cricket tea getting families involved um finances and having to pick what you do now on a weekend because you know <laughs> people are struggling for cash but um it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it goes but with slots available inside it does open up slots for juniors to come so that's 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 a good thing it's just hopefully that they don't get put off by you know struggling in games of cricket so guys we'll quickly go around and we'll pick our top five for division seven and we'll start with graham yeah i i, I think i i mentioned before quad are going to be incredibly difficult to beat um, you know, Albury, you know, Joss Elliott is, is pure class. Um, and if he's in any team, in, you know, he has a chance of winning. He is pure class. I know, but you can't say it. He won't buy you a beer, but he's he, he's pure class. 
Um, All Brighton, if they get their right team out, you know, again, um, and uh, I think us, we've, last year, we developed a very good opening partnership with with Andy Brooks and, and Chris Henderson, uh, who, who got us on the right track every game. Um, Tony Preston came in later on and smashed a heap. So I think it's going to be quite first and then, you know, um, Alberbury, Albrighton, Condover, and Corbdale making up the rest. Ian, um, I think, uh, as I've said, Alberbury, you've come down two divisions. I, you only lost, you lost a few games last year. You know, right at the death of the game, you could have won. I think it's going to be a step down for you, which which you're going to uh, enjoy winning a few matches. You're, that's going to be like a, a roller coaster. You're going to get more availability because you're winning. I can't see past Albury being first, quad second. Then Corvdale, Condover and Copen. We've signed a couple of players. I haven't lost anybody yet. Um, Russell Wilcox is coming back to us from Maidley. And I've signed a, a chap, Phil Curzon. He used to play for uh, Frankton. He's come, moved down into the area and he's come and found us and. Uh, you know he can he can bowl and bat, so uh, you know he's another good all rounder for the side. So uh, you know we're we're looking forward to the season. Okay, slats. Yeah, I mean, wow, names from the past there. Um, it is going to be a tough division, but I can't see past either Coton Hall or Quad winning it. Um, Quad strengthened. There's some good youngsters coming through. I think they'll be uh, uh, tough to handle. Coton Hall on the day, especially they've got Sean Reynolds. Reynolds, yeah. Reynolds. Yeah. If he if he plays, then he's he just changes the game. Uh, we were very lucky he didn't play against us either game last year. Um but he you know, he's he's a game changer. They've got some really good players. I think you know they'll be up there. All very absolutely, yeah, they're in my top three. And then I've got uh, Condover and Cordale. Um particularly if Phil Curzon, I, I, I played my first, um, in my second stint in Shropshire cricket, I played against Phil, and he got eight for against us, against Willie First, when he played Frank in second. Um, he's, he's he's a damn good bowler. So, um, yeah, I think uh, they'll be up there. But uh, it's a lot this time of year, I guess, and two gets 11 out consistently on the park every week. Um, and, you know, that's, that's going to be interesting. But I think that's my top five for now. No, no offence um, to anybody who's not in. <laughs> Send your complaints to Ian Slater at gmail.com. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's move ourselves on to the next division and division six. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so we move ourselves on to Division 6. And... The other double relegated side, Acton Reynold, first 11. Then we've got our two relegated sides from Division 5. We've got Oscott Heath, second 11, and Knockin, second 11. Then our sides have stayed in the division this year. Godlow, third 11. Lillishall, second 11. Kun, second 11. Willie, third 11. Montgomery, second 11. And Colum, second 11. We've got our two promoted sides. Our Welsh Bull second 11 and Harcourt first 11. And we've got our new Saturday side up from Sunday Cricket, Roxeter second 11. So, thoughts on this division, Slats? Well, firstly, I'm just really pleased we play for Willie third 11. I didn't know we've got enough players to have three. Oh, did I say third 11? Very sorry. Willie second 11. (laughs) How how could I miss that? Um... Again, it's going to be a tough division. These, these divisions are all tight. But um, I think Ulster Heath will be an unknown quantity. They're either going to bounce back strong or if, by all accounts, it's a third team with a few second teamers um, doing that, I think they might have a difficult season. I don't know is the honest answer. Um, looking at it, though, I think... Um, Acton Reynolds will be strong. They've got some still got some very good players. Ian Fox, um, Amy Hudson, you know, top quality players who played at a much higher level. So I think they'll they'll be interesting. Plus, depending on what they've got from Sentinel as well, in terms of picking up a few players from there and how they've recruited. So I think they'll be strong. Um Gund will be very strong. They've recruited very strongly in their first team. That's only going to flow down. Plus, they've also recruited a few for their second team as well. Um, so, a real competition for places at Kund. Um, so, I think they'll be they'll be definitely up there. Uh, Lillishall, again, with the likes of Rich Barge, um, you know, getting runs for fun. I think that'll be, that'll be a tough side again. Depends how they've recruited. Or, or if anybody moves up there, Robbie Bagshaw as well. Fantastic player on his day. Bats and bowls. Um, and of course, Willie have proven strengthened and we've now got a new captain and a new vice captain. So, must have a fantastic chance because the old captain was rubbish. Um, and, and basically, you know, the two lads that have come down from the first time, I'm going to say it for you, buggers, Um yeah. Basically, <laughs> the first. So, we've got a couple of lads that have come down from the first team to play second team cricket and captain and vice captain. And one is a very, very good bowler, and the other one's the captain. Um, and, <laughs> and again, we don't know. But this, uh, they'll get that. I'll get hammered, but they'll get that. Um, there are some um, teams, Roxeter seconds, for example, played on Sundays. I have no idea whether they're going to be massively strong or not. Um, but Roxeter are a club on the up. So, you know, their first team is getting better and better and moving up the division. So, who knows? Harcourt and Welshpool both are up to Division 7. Really, really tight last year. Harcourt, for me, is where it all started many, 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 many years ago. Um, but 
just don't know. They've got a couple of lads from the RAF who really strengthened them last year. Um, Colin will be strong. You know, they're a club that are recruiting. They're a club on the move. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I've got a top five for you, but I'll leave that till later on after you spoke to the other guys. Yeah, so something that you mentioned, which I'll be really interested to see this season in Division 6, is Boxer to second eleven, as you mentioned, because I know, speaking from Alberbury's perspective, you know, getting players who play on a Sunday consistently to come and play on a Saturday is a struggle because playing on a Sunday becomes quite quite a habit and also becomes quite convenient because you plan your Saturdays, you do that, and then you play cricket on your Sunday. So getting them to play on a Saturday must be tough, but obviously they must have spoken to the people. Um, I guess the other thing is, is if, if you have a, if you can't play on a Saturday and then you can, you can always play on a Sunday or maybe sometimes I'm not sure whether they'd have been able to have played on a Saturday for the ones and then played on the Sunday for the twos as well. Whereas that's not going to be available this year. If that was, if that was something that was, <laughs> available last year uh kun twos and twos will be interesting they're they're ones of strengthened and i know that kunda struggled a bit a bit like Albury for availability so seeing how they can do because obviously if you know if the, the players that they've got you know troy if he's going to be turning out in in the twos and um foul waters. waters you know you've got really good players there you know and they, you know, they've made good signings in their ones. Zim, you know, Alex AJ was playing obviously last season, but they've kind of brought him out again. Um, you know, Ed Davis and all that. Like, you know, it's going to make space for players to come from that first eleven into the twos, whether they decide to stay or not was another thing entirely. But yeah, it's should in theory make them strong and Ludlow off after their season of title victory maybe it's invigorated everyone in the club and everyone's feeling a bit better to push forwards old scott heath again possibly another club with an axe to grind and want to prove that they should get promoted ian yeah i i I couldn't disagree i think ludlow are going to be strong um i spoke to them last week and um although they haven't signed any players on they are there's a there's a lot of availability in the club. They've got a lot of good young players uh, in the thirds. Ollie Bolton's in his second year of captaincy and uh, he did a very good job last year marshalling the troops. Um, Rory Bunting wants to play threes again. So, you know, I think they've always got a chance in that division and I've got them very high up in my five. Kund, I agree. Um, again, they've strengthened very well, so that's looking good. Column, they're an interesting bunch because um, obviously Craig uh, left us uh, a couple of years ago um, and uh, they've got Chris Scott's going to be their new second team captain. Um, They're expecting him to get a lot of runs in Division 6. So uh, they're thinking of big things from him. And what they're trying to do is they've recruited a few players. They're going to spread talent through the teams. So as... um, both teams are, are hopefully stronger. Obviously, Ian and Bryn Simmons in the ones. Um, Massey is talking about starting in the twos. Whether that's uh, whether he's telling me the truth or not, we shall see on Saturday, shan't we? Um, but uh, yeah, I think Colum are going to be be quite strong. Montgomery are always a very difficult side to beat. They always play very well. Um, Lillishaw always seem to come third or fourth or fifth just just do enough to not quite get promoted 
Um, and I, they're always such a strong side when we played Lillishaw twos. Uh, I don't know how they don't go up. I really don't. But um, yeah, it's that looks like a very, very tight division to me. And, um, you know, I'm disappointed we're not still in it, but it's going to be worth a watch. Yeah, Graham, one of your former clubs in Division 6 with Acton Reynolds, how do you mm. think that they'll get on this year? Um, you know, my heart hopes that they do really well. And and always when you, uh, uh, Slats mentioned uh, Foxy and A.D. Hudson, uh, you have those two guys in any team. And, and, you know, Foxy on his day could be playing at any level in the Shropshire Cricket League. You know, he's just got an eye for a ball and can hit it a mile. Um, yeah, let's hope my heart overrules my head, yeah? And they do uh, they do extremely well. So I've played I, I've played in Division Six quite a, when I was at Acton Reynolds, and I've played against a lot of these teams and blokes like uh, Baggy. Uh, I've played against him quite a few times, and and again a guy can just take a game away from you, you know. So then, but with Colm, um, they're an incredibly uh, competitive club, not just the team as a, they're an incredibly competitive and aggressive club. And the last thing they're going to want to do is for their first to get too many divisions away from their seconds. Um, they're going to, they want to be a high flying club. So I can see that um, as, as Ian said, they will spread the talent out throughout the, um, throughout the club. And I think that they that column seconds are going to be incredibly strong this year. I mean, Craig Massey, you know, I feel sorry for us play against Craig Massey because he does not shut up. So, <laughs> fantastic. Okay, so going around, and we'll start with Slats. What's your top five in Division Six, guys? Okay, top five for me is uh, in no particular order: Colin Kunz, Acton Reynolds, Lillishaw, and really five in no particular order. The reason I've left Mudlow out of that top five, yeah, Ollie Bond was in a fantastic job. I had a good chat with Ollie at the captain's meeting uh, last week. Rory is going to be in the seconds. Okay, um, then. And that's that's going to be that's going to make a huge difference. Ian? I'm going Kund, Ludlow, Allscott, Column, Lillishaw. Fantastic. Graham, final one, the big decision. Uh, I've got Column first, um, Lillishaw second. I've actually got Knocken and Kinley third, um, and then Roxeter fourth, and between Willie and Kund for fifth. Some interesting top fives there, guys. So, on those, we'll move ourselves on to our next division and Division Four. Okay, so Division Four in 2023, we've got our two relegate, well, our three relegated sides. Sorry, Newport second eleven, Shifnal third eleven, and Harper's first eleven. Our sides that have stayed in division four we've got condover first 11 frankton second 11 wheaton aston first 11 bridge north third 11 gillsfield first 11 hodnit first 11 bishops castle first 11 and our two promoted sides from division five Whitchurch second 11 and shrewsbury thirds so who better to start off with here the but with ollie griffiths ollie yeah so for me, first and foremost, you can't. I, I don't think we can look too far past Whitchurch, um, second eleven. I know they've they've only come up this year, but they were incredibly, incredibly strong. Um, I did see um, 
the back end of a couple of games uh, last year. Being that they were then being obviously the local team to us, um, and they're very very good. Um, with um, Eddie Lewis at the top of the order, they've got a player there who can score a lot of runs for them. Um, I know they've had the tag of not travelling very well in the past, but I think they shook that off last year. Um, um, and they did, they obviously did travel very well, and and I think they 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 broke the four hundred. 400 point barrier last year so um i have heard that they've lost owen sylvester from the top of the order um a, a, you know it was a good young opening bat there for Whitchurch, and i think he's gone to Nantwich. but despite that you know there's a lot of there's a lot of good young players at Whitchurch, and um, um aided by some of the, the more senior uh, players um they should have a should have a good season there um teams coming down for me so Schiffnell, I think, as a club, they're they're a big club and they've strengthened at, at, at the top. So that should that should push down. So I think they'll have a good season. Newport, I don't know a lot about Newport, um, other than you know the first team obviously at a high standard and and they'll want to get their second team as as all these sort of uh, big clubs that have got second teams, um, third teams down the divisions, they all want to get their they all want to get their lower teams back closer to their top teams. So it's not such a much. Not so much of a jump for those players that are sort of um, floating between the first and the seconds, and I think it's really important for them as clubs that they they do manage to get those teams back um, close. There's the likes of Condover. Um, Condover seem to finish third every year. Um, they're really really good side. They've got a great great group of players there. Um, some you know some some really good players who score a lot of runs and take a lot of wickets every year. Um, so I think they'll they'll have another good season, um, aided by the fact that um, Condover is probably the driest spot in Shropshire. Um, I think um, it's, I think there was I think there was a game last year where it was the only game that was played pretty much in the whole of Shropshire. So um, they they should def- definitely get started on time, and if if they don't, it's because Graham hasn't found a roller. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Thank you, mate. Uh, <laughs> um and Wheaton Aston again that they you know they came down from from um division three a couple of years ago having having gone up two or three years before that so they're they're a good side with the likes of Nathan Whittingham and um a few of the other guys there um they're season performers and do perform every year um I, I do worry about a couple of teams in this division. Um, I've heard that Hodnett have lost a few players. Um, I think Harry Fiaz has gone to one of the Telford sides, um, and Owes Abdul has moved has moved to. That, that's a huge loss, Harry. You know he's a good bowler. Um, I think. Go on, Slats. You got something to say there? He's gone to Maidley, he's gone to Maidley mate. Uh, there was a lot of talk of him going to Brosley, but uh, had a chat with a certain uh, committee member on uh, on Thursday. Yeah, so and he's gone. He's gone to Maidley. So, so losing Harry, losing Harry, um, and like I was going to say, Oas Abdul has moved to London, and they're the, the saying he was going to come back and play a couple of times a month. Um, but it's a big ask for someone to travel. Back on a regular basis, and he, you know, even even losing him for half a month, um, it's a big loss um, to a, again a small village club 
like ourselves that that rely on rely on people turning up week in week out. Um, I think they've also lost Matt Pooler. I'm not sure where he's gone, but um, you know, I may be wrong on that one, but I think I heard that that he might have gone as well. So mm. I do worry for the likes of Hodnett. And again, it's another one of these small clubs that that really can't afford to lose players. Um, you know, every player that that a little club loses is is someone else that you've got to find or got to turn out and it just becomes so so difficult for these small clubs so yeah i think you know, another you know, side, another side. Them, oh sorry yeah go for it going to say i wish them all i wish them all the best and i really do hope um again as another as another local north Shropshire side that they that they do they do have a good season um but you know on on, on paper it's looking a little bit difficult for them um, having lost those losses yeah, I mean, another side that I'm looking at that it'll be interesting to see what happens is Harper's relegated from Division 3 last season, but widely publicised, lost a lot of their players to Priors Lee. So it'll be interesting to see how, how that goes about and whether they've recruited and how, how things move forward. Their shift knowledge, you mentioned, that you know, their ones have recruited well, so should do, should do better. And yeah, Whitchurch and Shrewsbury... It's it's been shown that sides who come up from Division Five tend to do well in Division Four and Shrewsbury Twos. I went to see them the other day and they looked very strong. So that's only going to improve the third eleven um, and the threes for Shrewsbury last season were fantastic. Uh, again, it comes down to availability and how many times a, a, a week they can get their best team out and also kind of. <laughs> you know, how contracted players are, can play in Div 1 and, you know, and pros in Div 2, except, in, well, in their second team, sorry, in the Prem. Um, Gillsfield will be an interesting one for me. And also Bridge North 3s. Bridge North 3s, their first 11 lost a lot of players. They've obviously brought in a few, but be interesting to see how how they get along. Uh, Slats, what are your thoughts on Division 4 this year? Uh, yeah, echo the boys, really. I think it's going to be tough. Uh, for a couple of sides. Uh, for me, I think the standout team this year will be Condover, perennial bridesmaids. I think they are, they've got some tough competition, but with the likes of Robbie Barker, played against his dad a lot, uh, tough as nails. I remember Robbie as a young lad playing against us. He's developed a really good cricketer. Charlie Rogers, for the one played Cow Corner Bingo. Um, yeah, Charlie Rogers will be strong again. I'm really interested in some of these teams. Half as you talked about there, um, they're going to play at Timberton, I understand, which would be good to get Timberton ground back in use. And they might draw more players, who knows, from local area, etc. cetera. Uh, you never know as far as that's concerned. So I'm interested in how they go on. Shoes be thirds. I'm scratching my head and I'm a bit of gas to understand that they're playing at their home games at St. George's on the St. George's second pitch. Well, I guess that's, that's because that's because I'm well. They they would normally play at, um, isn't it up by by the column? That was, <laughs> Go on. That's the... no. Well, they used to play at the column, and last year they played at Roxeter. Ah, okay, yeah. Then Roxeter are now playing on were, a Saturday. And then they were going to play at Stan this year, um, and then obviously with full skirt threes folding. Um, I don't, and, and the work going on the new pavilion that always good. I don't think they're going to use that uh, second pitch there. So weirdly, Shrewsbury Thirds will play their home games in Telford, which just 
baffles me. And that could have an impact on their availability. It might not, but I don't know. You know, having to travel so far from the town to play your home games is a bit strange. So that could impact on them. But listen, I've got a top five if you're interested to hear who I think will be top five in that division this year. Again, in no particular order. But I still think Condover will be up there. So Condover, Whitchurch second, yeah, absolutely. Um, they've gone going there, the second team. They're, they're really going to push again. I think they'll be strong again. Uh, I've got Shoebury third in that top five, along with Newport and Shifley. Um, as the boys have said, I think they're, they're, you know, the teams that have come down, I think they're going to try and push fans back up straight away. So, interesting. And again, I worry for Hodnett. I worry for um, Bishop's captain. You know, on their day, a very good side, but again, it's a bit of an aiming team, and, and, and you know, they founded their second few years ago. And I don't know if they've got those youngsters coming through. I hope they have. It's a fantastic place to play cricket, it really is. Um, but I do worry, yeah. So, Graham, you've Condover looking strong this year, potentially, and with one of the promising young prospects in the whole of Shropshire in Rowan, and yeah. you know, with as. Slats has mentioned with Charlie Rogers, Robbie Barker. I know that Zoe Griffiths has been working on her footwork in the off season as well. It's your your side's just going to be getting better and better. I I think so. You know, Robbie's now taken over as captain uh, from Charlie. Charlie had to take a step back because he he is the back. He's only a young fella. He's the backbone of the club. Uh, he does the junior coaching. He does groundwork. He does everything. And uh, and <coughs> Robbie's now deserved his chance. Uh, his brother Jordan as well hits a ball an absolute mile. Um, but as you said, Ron Creswell, I I saw him on uh, last Saturday. Um, he's taller, he's filled out a little bit, um, and he's just a phenomenal bowler. He's he he takes proper wickets. Um, and yeah, there's uh, there's there's a few other. Uh, Lucas Ridgeway is a is a guy who a young fellow the same. Age as uh, as Rowan, he played in the seconds. He was the open bowler in the seconds last year, and he is swift. He he will take a lot of wickets. Um, he's he, from all what I've heard, his accuracy is now bang on. That was that was his downfall a little bit last year. He could go a bit wayward, but apparently he's um, he's got his accuracy back. And um, yeah, as I say, he's he's like the wind. So. I think Condover's going to do do really well. Um, you know, Wheaton Aston always will be depending on uh, on who's available. Um, Whitchurch, I think, going to be a, a tough team as well. Frankton, you know, no one's mentioned them. They could always be strong. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, that looks like a really tough division. It, it's like the bridging division between, you know, the, the, the senior players down into the into the um the lower division so anything could happen okay ollie what's your predictions for <clears throat> top five in division four for 2023 yeah much the same as as what's been said already already really um my, my top five will be Whitchurch, um condover newport shifnell and I feel like I've forgotten how many I've said. I think that's four. And <laughs> um, probably, probably the like, maybe someone, Wheaton Aston, you know, they, they again, they're always there or thereabouts. Um, 
So I, I'd probably probably go with them. Yeah, it's, I think. Uh, and, and, really yeah, and again, again, Shrewsbury could could be in there as well. So I think those those are the top six for me, really. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting division in Division Four, and I definitely think there's it's going to be a top six who may pull away from the rest. I think it's going to be interesting there. So let's move ourselves on to our final division and Division Eight. So we move ourselves on to Division Eight. And in Division 8, we've got our third double relegated side, Chirk, second 11, who came down from Division 6. Three relegated sides from Division 7, Beacon, third 11, Kai Glass, second 11, and Keyside, first 11. And then two new Saturday sides, Gillsfield, second 11, and Sentinel, third 11. So these teams will play each other four times. So... Our thoughts on Division Eight this season, and we'll start with Ian. Well, it's I think the the most difficult thing about this division is going to be motivation. Can they be motivated enough to play each other uh, four times? Um, but apart from that, uh, I think they're quite they're quite good sides. I think Chirk are disappointed to be dis- uh, to to be relegated uh, double relegation, so they're going to be looking. Um, to, to be on the up. Hey, Glass, I'm a little bit worried about. Um, Matt Wedderkop has, has, has left them. He's gone to, to play for Frankton. Um, and I think their firsts are going to struggle. And I, th- I think their twos are probably going to struggle as well um, in, in that division. Beacon, I think, will want to probably bounce straight back up. Um, and then I think Gillsfield and Sentinel are both... I think they're going to be quite strong teams for that division, to be honest with you. Um, a lot of the Sentinel players played last year on loan for, for Acton Reynolds. They obviously think they can put their own third 11 out on a Saturday. So um, I'm expecting uh, Gillsfield and Sentinel to both be quite strong uh, in that division. But I, like I say, I think motivation to try and keep playing the same four teams, uh, sorry, playing every team four times is going to be tricky. Yeah, we played Grasshoppers. We played a friendly against like a Sentinel third eleven ish side with some players who like the younger players who play for their twos. And yeah, there's a, a hell of a lot of talent there and some really good players. So be, I think, yeah, I agree with you there, Ian. I think they're going to do really well. And they've, they've got a good coaching team over at Sentinel. Um, so, and, you know, when you're surrounded by the players of the talent of the first and twos, you know, you're going to pick up things and I would say that they're going to do really well. Um, again, Beacon, I I can see them doing well. Chirk will be interesting to see what happens. I think they've been a victim of their own success in that they've produced very good players who have then moved up into their first 11. Um, but again, it, I'm not quite sure what Chirk ones are doing. But yeah, if they, you know, you never know. <sighs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure with them because they could, they could be a side that could quite easily win Division Eight. I think, but they could also be a side that finishes middle of the road. And I think the other thing with Chirk is that it'll be interesting to see how they run it as a club because their firsts are very high, and their seconds are very low. Um, you know, they can't really expect people to be playing in the seconds and then be in the in the one. So it will be very interesting to see as a club how they go about this season. 
Yeah, it's an interesting league as well with it being kind of like a Borders and Shrewsbury Central side as well. So it's not, you'll be getting quite used to the same old roads and the same pubs after a game um, here in this division. And obviously Quayside and Beacon, you can't get a more local derby than those two. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, so uh, guys, uh, anyone else's thoughts on Division 8 this season? Uh, I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and pick a top five out of a six team division because I'd hate to upset one team. <laughs> we'll go top three for Division Eight, but we'll carry on with your thoughts first. Yeah, I think Sentinel are going to be way too strong for this division. Um, you know, uh, Gillsfield, you know they they again should be quite good. Uh, I'd love to see my mates from Keyside do well. They're a great bunch of blokes, and I always have a good laugh when I play against them. Um, Jamie White, you know, he's he's been playing for him for years and years, and he's still a quality bowler and takes wickets um, every year. So um, it, it's it's I just hope that um, it works. But as you say, when you've got uh, Keyside and, and Beacon um, playing each other four times on the same ground, and you know, it's I hope it works. Something had to be done, and I think this is probably the best compromise that the league could have come up with. So. Hopefully, we can. There'll be more teams next year that can can pad it out some more. I was going to say for me, it's again, it's it's obviously like like Graham's just said, it's a really difficult division, and there's very little the league could do around getting getting. It's difficult. Six teams. Um, the amount of teams there are on Saturday doesn't doesn't fit well into the number of divisions that ideally it would have it would have been liked. And they've tried big divisions before with with playing some teams once, some teams twice, and and that didn't really work. So they've gone down this route. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, at least, you know, it, th- th- those, yeah, okay, they are playing each team four times, but they're playing um, those two fixtures home and away back-to-back on consecutive weekends. So at least you're not, it's not like, oh, in three weeks' time, we've got, X, you know, we've got Chirk, and th- in three weeks after that, we've got Chirk again, and then three weeks after that. So at least they're, Playing them at the start of the season, for example, and they're not playing them again until the second half of the season. So there is there is that. And hopefully that should, you know, it's quite nice. Sometimes we we've had it where the fixtures have fallen in a bizarre way, or the games being rearranged. And um, we had it with Fens Bank one year where we played them. I think we played them on two consecutive days. I think we played them on the Saturday and the Sunday um, because it was that season where we were allowed to rearrange one game from the start of the year, and it was actually a bit of fun. Um, well, we'll see it. We'll see it tomorrow or or whatever. And um, we had to so we had, just leave your bag in the dressing chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was the two different grounds, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a bit of fun, and you know, it was sort of renewing rivalries in a sh- in a, in a relatively short space of time. And you had a bit of people tend to remember a bit more about each other about each other's game because you'd only played them relatively recently. Um, so it should it should be a bit interesting in that respect, and and you know that'd be great for me. It's going to be interesting to see how Gillsfield go with their new second team. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great success story for for again a very rural um, club. Um, so it's be it's fantastic to see them setting up a a second team. You know, they're a, they're a really well run club and, and a great bunch of guys. And um, for, I'm sad that we're not playing them again this year because um, we had two really good games last year and. Um, yeah, yeah, good luck to them. I don't know a lot about the other teams in that division, and 
Uh, you know, my apologies for that. But uh, as people have discussed, I think Sentinel having having had the strength to support Acton Randall last year and now put in um, a third team of their own, um, obviously playing at Acton Reynolds. Um, I think it's fantastic. And I think, like we said, I think they're going to be quite strong and they should hopefully bounce back in or get into Division 7 um, next year. So it's it's good to see. OK, so final word on Division 8, Ian Slater. Yeah, echo what the guys have said, really. I can't see much past Sentinel thirds. I think they'll win it and probably run away with it, um, realistically. As you say, it's difficult when you're playing sides four times a season. I think Beacon thirds will finish in the top two, so they'll finish second, basically. <laughs> and um, I think Gillsfield seconds will be the interesting package. Depends how they've recruited. Chirk, I played them last year in, in Division 6, and... I was amazed because it's, it's like two different clubs in their first and their seconds. Uh, you know, a really good bunch of guys and girls at Chirk seconds, but it, it's a massive gulf for their first and seconds. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know how that's going to happen. Kai Glass, obviously, if they've lost a couple of players as well. And Keyside, I played the game at Beacon and watched them play with eight or nine players against a side. So again, it's all about bombs on seats and bodies on the field, isn't it? But um yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting division. But, um, I can't see past Sentinel. Okay, so we'll just quickly whip through confirming our top threes in Division 8, please. And we'll start with Graham. Uh, Sentinel, Gillsfield and Beacon. Ollie? In a particular order. Um, yeah, Sentinel, Beacon and... It could be any of the other. It could be any of the other four, but I only go for Gillsfield. Uh, yeah, I've got Gillsfield, Beacon, and uh, Sentinel in no particular order. Yeah, I'm going to take your backside off the fence and tell you Sentinel will win it. The runners up Beacon and Gillsfield will be in the third spot. Amazing, right? So we'll move ourselves on to our well penultimate section because I want to ask you guys some quick fire questions. Right, so we move on to our penultimate section and I'm just going to ask the guys around the table uh, of Zoom as we are some quickfire questions in regard, well, in predictions for the season ahead. So guys, the first question I'm going to ask you is who is going to be the biggest surprise in the Shropshire League from Division 4 to Division 8 this season. Who's going to surprise us the most? And it can be either in a good way or a bad way, but you don't have to mention which which it will be. So which which side is going to be the biggest surprise this season in a good or bad way? And you don't need to mention whether it is good or bad. And for this one, we'll start with Slats. <laughs> Thanks very much. Biggest surprise club this year, probably going to be, I'm going to say, Prize Lake. Mm, interesting. Graham? Uh, Acton Reynolds. Good choice. Ian? Aubrey Twos. Oh, that's, that's a very good shout because I don't know which whether you mean good or bad either. Ollie? <laughs> Calvary Hall. Ah, interesting. Okay, so next question. Who is your young player to look out for in 2023? And we'll start with Graham. This might be a bit of an obvious one for you here, Graham. Yeah, Rowan Creswell. He's, as I said, he's he's grown another foot. He's filled out across the shoulders. 
and he was phenomenal last year. So keep an eye on him. Ian? I'm going to say uh, Feisty Hamish Jardine from Ludlow. I think he's uh, he, he ruffles a few feathers. I like the way he plays cricket. Ollie? Um, sadly, a player that we've lost, but Will Lewis um, now at Whitchurch. And then Slats? Quarter third, Charlie Weldon. Brother's a big fast bowler. He's going to be on his way. I think he's going to grow over the winter. Okay, then in the similar kind of in the similar kind of vein, who is going to be your standout player across the divisions this season? And we'll start with Ollie. Charlie Rogers. Uh, it would be hard to go past Charlie. He does it every year, year on year. Um, yeah, I think Ian Fox down in, in Division 6 would be a good shout. I think he'll score a lot of runs. So, yeah, anyone and all of them. Ian? Chris Scott, column two's new captain. Slats? Difficult. Very, very difficult. Uh, but I'm going to say Mark Blaster-Brown. Much when Good choices. Right, final one. If you were going to put your mortgage on one thing in the Shropshire League this season, what is your biggest banker? What is definitely going to happen this season? And we'll start off with the one person who's probably not the gambling man. I will start with Ollie. We're going to talk about availability issues. <laughs> I can't go far wrong there. Availability will be a talking point. Okay, Ian. Uh, Corvdale Sheriff still isn't working. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say Corvdale a shower? Slats. Sorry, you're breaking. You're breaking up, mate. Sorry. <laughs> Slats. After last year, we're going to spend more time talking about the bloody weather. It's a good shout. And Graham? I think it's nailed on that Slats will get in an argument with at least one person per game. <laughs> what, Slats? No. One person on this, po- one person on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that rounds it up and we move ourselves on to our final section. Okay, so thank you once again, everyone, for listening in and supporting the podcast as always please make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram we've got lots of exciting things coming up with the podcast this year and we are also now on youtube which you can get us at cow corner podcast where we will be putting up all of our podcasts on in video form as well as little snippets so you'll be able to see our wonderful faces and our lovely clobber which has been nicely sorted out by hawk this year it is very nicely modeled by everyone obviously apart from our our guest graham um but yeah it's going to be a really big year for the podcast and we want you guys to be involved so please make sure that you send us if you want to get involved, send us an email to cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send us videos, any video clips or any points. If you want your voice to be heard, send us a voice note as well as your emails and we will get your voice heard on the podcast because that will make things even more interesting. Anyway, as always, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to, well, actually, by the time this comes out, the big announcement will be there. So uh, we'll, we, we won't tease it too much, uh, but we'll, we'll definitely talk about it in the next episode. But we've got some exciting things planned and coming forward. 
So it brings me to the point where I say once again, thank you very much to our special guest who's um, come on twice for the same episode. That's uh, that's definitely a first for us, Graham. Thank you very much, gents. I've enjoyed it. And uh, thank you very much, Ollie. Thanks, James. And um, just want to say thank you again to um, the Alp who put us up and looked after us the first time around. I was, uh, yeah. you've taken the words out of my <laughs> mouth. And if you are in Shrewsbury, definitely go there. The food is absolutely fantastic. Um, and, and we will be back. We'll, we'll be recording there again. Yeah, we will. We will. And we'll make sure we'll get a nice smorgasbord. So you can see it on our YouTube version for those of you like watching Grow men eat food. Um, Ian, it's it's been great to have you back, even though you've it's technically like you've never been away. Technically, like I've never been away, and it's lovely to have Gray on as well. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed. And thank you very much as always. That's looking resplendent in full HD. <laughs> thank you guys. Thoroughly enjoyed it. One of the talking points for this year. Non-striking batsmen, stay home, guys. The man can is out there. It's going to cause chaos. It's going to be interesting. And if, well, if the games that I've seen so far this season, umpiring is, I, I do feel for them. It's not an easy game. Anyway, thank you very much, guys. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Please feel free to get in contact with us. And we want you guys to be involved. Go well, everyone, this season. And hopefully we'll have lots of positive podcasts talking about how great everyone's done. And uh, yeah, get going and hopefully your grounds get dry and let's all pray for some sunshine. Cheers. Thank you. Have a good one. Until the next time, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.